What's up everybody? Welcome to the Family Legacy 95 and Father's Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen LaDuke. I've been a dentist for 25 years, was married for 16, 10 years divorced, raising four little girls. And then now I have a beautiful wife, Jill, and our six daughters. And we get to raise our daughters together each and every day. One of the things we're gonna do is teach you on this podcast how to be your own hero. Level up, fill your own cup so it can overflow and be a blessing to everybody else. So with that, we're gonna teach you a bunch of tools. We're gonna bring on some amazing guests so that you can create your own legacy. Let's get going. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast called Father's Legacy. I want to welcome Tom to the to the podcast today. Tom, thanks for showing up. Great to be here, Stephen. Yeah, bro. It's so good. It's so good. We kind of have this collective, uh, 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 we'll say, conjoined spiritual, um, uh, what's the right word, uh, direction that we are heading in our lives after after doing some other things when we were younger, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off and just introduce you a little bit. Um, you've had a career as a producer and actor in Hollywood. Tell me how many films have you been? In? I was I was counting, but I lost count. So it's been a lot. Uh, yeah, I, w- I was an actor and producer in Hollywood for about 22 years. I, I, if you go onto the Internet Movie Database, I, I've got about 50 credits on there. I, yeah. I, I worked. I, I was in the game. Yes. But around 2008. It's just sort of wasn't happening as far as being a star and, and right. that real steady work and, and, and income growth. So I, I, I transitioned into what I'm doing now. So producer and actor, uh, you have a degree as a behavioral counselor, which is totally freaking cool. Tell me about, uh, did you get that before you started acting or was that after? Or well, that- I, I, you know, I minored in behavioral psychology in college year, many years ago. And uh, I grew up in a family, my, my father was a therapist, which was a second career for him. My mother worked in the school system, helping kids. So yeah. I've been around that my whole life. And, and as I said, when, when acting kind of wasn't working out as far as a, a steady career and predictable income and all that, I felt like I felt a calling to transition into this. I went and got certified as a drug and alcohol counselor, as an intervention leader. Uh, I helped start a treatment center in Malibu. And um, it just all sort of came out of that. I, I, I started doing lots of interventions, getting mostly men and, and younger, younger men into treatment. And what I found was is that the family system and how it was affecting young men was really interesting to me. And, and having grown up in sort of a crazy household myself before my dad got sober, I really felt this calling to sort of, as I said earlier to you, be this guy that I wish had come into my family when I yes. was a teenager and said, hey, okay, there's no blame, but if the young man's acting out, having problems with drugs and alcohol, acting out in school, getting right. arrested or whatever, We'll work with him, but what are mom and dad doing? And, and I, I felt sort of a, a, a need in the space, if you will, with someone who really comes in and works with the family, with the parents or, or the single parent and, and the young man and, and really gets everyone back on track. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It's, it's just been it's been great. That's awesome. That's awesome. It, it's as a as a single parent that I was for 10 years. Um, and, and having had 
family members that have struggled with mental health and drug and alcohol abuse um, obviously it correlate with your story uh, uh, quite well. Um, but saying that, raising kids in a part of where we stepped into father's legacy and, and family legacy is that we realized, um, my partner Jill uh, Wade and I realized that we wanted to leave something behind to help these families heal because a lot of what we had been through, um, the tools just aren't there, right? Uh, whether you, you didn't grow up with them or they're not readily available. Uh, I tell people all the time, I was hi highly involved in the church. The church doesn't know how to deal with mental health, right? Our society as a whole doesn't know how. We're getting better. We're making some progress. But then there's there's like this little segment over here that's getting better. And it's like 85% that's still a shit show, right? Like it's just a mess out there in terms of how we deal with so many of those issues. Did, do you find that to, to still be the truth? or Because I really feel like what you're, speaking into now and what you've been working on, I feel like that's kind of the answer, right? Like, like help the individual, but also what's going on in the home. We talk about it here. We say, what's going on in your community, your tribe, where's that support network at? Is, is, do you see that to be true where, where it's, it's a, it's a, uh, a dichotomy of the individual and then also the support system? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's, the culture's changed, as you and I both know, and, and and there's some good things, but there's some not so good things. I, I don't think we have the sense of community. Uh, religious belief is down. And again, I'm not pushing religion on anybody, right. but right. that that going to church, going to synagogue, that community, that everyone sort of being on the same page, we've really lost that in a sense. And it, it affects it affects young people and it affects the parents because they they feel like they're having so many different voices coming at them. And again, they want their son to sort of be, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they want him to be sort of someone that gets what's going on in the culture. And there's this sort of clash between traditional values and kind of stuff that's happening. That's a little crazy in my opinion out there yeah. that they're yeah. dealing with the stuff I hear from my daughter, like yeah. every day when I pick her up from school. Amen, brother. Uh, Amen. But, but yeah, you know, back to my origin story, if you will, my parents are both have, you know, master's degrees in psychology. And again, dad was a therapist and all that, but one of the things that I'm sure you dealt with, too, is that you can be really smart and know a lot of stuff, but you have a blind spot in your own family. And, and my father now, who's he's almost 90, he, he realizes back then when I was a kid, he, he knew the stuff, but he had a blind spot in how he was showing up as a father and how his childhood issues were affecting his parent. One of the things I do with parents is I give them the adverse childhood experiences test. You may have heard of it. It's those 10 questions where for each one you answer yes to the, the chances that you're going to have issues, not only in your own life, but as a parent go up exponentially. It's the adverse childhood experiences test, ACE test. And okay. so we really get a, a snapshot of what were dad's formative experiences? What were mom's? How do they mesh? How do they not mesh? And then what are they sort of putting on their son or, or, or their daughter? Because as we know, and, and you know this as a father, children will act out the unfelt pain of the parents. Right. They, they will. And, and so, you know, 
I know it's a roundabout answer to your question uh. as far as mental health, but I personally feel, and I'm not a medical doctor, but um, I personally feel like with big pharma and, and putting people on sort of different medications and everything, I, I don't think people do enough of the soul work and the physical work and the sort of cleaning things up before they try that stuff. I can't count the number of young men where I've come into the family and, and worked with their psychiatrist and gotten the young man off most or all of the medications he's on over time. That's so beautiful. And, and because they don't, they don't really know the long-term effects of these drugs. And, and again, I'm not bashing big pharma. I know that a lot of stuff they do is good, but it's, um, I, th I think you've really got to get in there and, and clean a lot of stuff up. And then if that's needed as a bridge, yes. if you will, yes, yes. yes. but, yes. but these, these people that are on this stuff for years and years and years I, they don't really know how that affects and and long term and and for for young people uh, especially boys you know boys don't fully develop their brain isn't fully developed till they're 25 and that window of 15 to 20 where all the sort of wirings hooking up and the connections they don't really know the long-term effects if they're on these ssris during that time so I, uh, amen. Amen. I, 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 I love everything that you just said. So as a dentist for 25 years, um, I'm actually going to push in and say so much of what big pharma has done. I, I, I prescribe drugs on a weekly basis as needed. Right. Um, but as a dentist, um, I've seen my patient being able to track them over 10, 15, 20, 25 years. My dad passed away a year and a half ago. And, and he was on this concoction that was just killing him. He would lose his memory one week, lose his balance another as they were trying to. And, 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 and so I got firsthand knowledge of it, obviously had it with, with uh, my immediate family, with my daughters. And then, um, and, 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 but where I've seen there really be health is where we minimize the drugs and the side effects. And then we look at this holistic uh, approach, right? And I don't even truly, I don't really love the word holistic because it brings in a lot of negativity with it. Um, but integrative medicine, functional medicine, where there's a combination of, hey, let's minimize the, the medications and let's maximize good habits. Let's do the shadow work. Let's shine a light on the things that we are uh, putting in the shadows in the darkness. Um, and, and that we said, let's step into the gap and create some healthier habits. And we, in, in, in my belief system and, and where so much of family legacy is around is let's create those healthier habits, uh, utilizing nature. Let's get outside. Let's, we understand that, that these phones are here to stay. And so when we teach our morning good stuff with not just our daughters, but to other people, let's use these for good, right? How many ways can you communicate with your kid? Voice memo, send a little video, send them a funny meme. How many different ways can you communicate with them if, if it's not verbal that let them know, hey, I'm still fun. I'm, I'm still a fun loving dude, you know, even though I had to discipline you or something else. And, and so much of that both in my work with the father-daughter aspect of things, with my own daughters, with my patients, and then with my parents is, is, uh, is a huge, 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 um, uh, I won't say consequence, that's not the right word. It is a, a domino that has fallen because of 
people getting caught in that big pharma trap, right? Like where they go and I have some good friends that are doctors. And if you talk to them and I'm sure you do too, they'll tell you, man, dude, it's just how I was trained. Right. And, and I have a really good dude here and he he'll tell you straight up my, my medical uh, degree, the way we were trained has let me down because as COVID came through, he was really um, pushing uh, against just wanting to take care of everybody the same, you know? And so the, we understand a huge, um, like Tom, if you saw my patients come in with the decay that they have in the dry mouth and the other consequential issues that come with their meds, it would blow your mind. You, you would say, holy shit, Stephen, like, like we, we, we need to speak into that a little bit more. Um, and how many of those kids, I'm just curious, of the young men that you help, when you go into their homes, how many of their parents, one or both of them are taking any number of concoction of antidepressants and anxiety and stuff like that? You know, I, I probably would say a quarter of the parents, but maybe half the boys. And, yeah. and again, I don't blame the parents. Like you oh, said, though we're doing the, the best are trained at these medical schools that are funded by the pharmaceutical company. Yep. That's right. Let's That's just right. be honest about it. Okay. Yep. And, yep. and then, Parents are listening to the doctors because they figure this is a doctor. They must know. And, and, and so, again, I'm not poo-pooing S, you know, SSRIs or whatever. They can be a, a, a bridge to help someone get through a very difficult time. But if you don't do, as we said earlier, all the other work to try to clean stuff up and really, then I, I think it can be something that prevents you from truly healing. 100%. And, and I see that a lot with boys. What, what happens a lot with them, as I'm sure you know, is they prescribe them ADHD medication right away because boys don't act like girls. Again, I have a 15-year-old daughter. She's a freshman in high school. She tells me what's going on at school and she gets it because she's around me. She's red. Yeah. She's like, dad, it seems like they want the boys to act like girls. Girls yep. are much more okay with sitting quietly. Boys learn differently. They're rambunctious. They're physical. Right. They want to touch stuff. When I was a kid, that was okay, but it yep. doesn't seem to be okay today. And I think if we don't get back to that, we're going to have a real, real bad outcome for the society. Yeah, it, it, it's a different it's type of worse and worse. Yes. You know, yes. The, the sex is even though what we hear in the media a lot today, the sexes are different. Boys and girls are different. And their yeah. brains are different. They yeah. act differently. They process stuff differently. And yeah. and there needs to be adjustments made, I think, in, in schools for that. Uh, I, dude, I couldn't agree more. I went through that with my oldest child and, uh, and I was just shocked at some of the things. And I went up and talked to the counselor and I'm like, I'm confused. I'm kind of crying. Uh, and again, I'm the single dad. So my old stories are just spinning, right? Like you're a loser. You're screwing it up, dad. Yeah. What the hell? You know, you're not getting it right. The proof is in the pudding. And so I'm there and I'm talking to her and, and I'm a, you can ask most people around here. I'm probably more of a strict dad, right? Cause there's certain things. I want them to be exposed to things at age appropriate time. Right. And, and so anyway, talking to the school counselor, she said, this is an epidemic at, in the junior high and high school age, all of these kids are constantly talking about, you know, the, the confusion of the sexes and this and that and the other. And I just asked her, I said, how do you feel about it? And she said, if we don't do something corrected, if we take the, the, the path 
that public health wants us to take. She said that confusion is just going to get worse and worse and worse. And you see this this dumbing down or feminine, feminizing of, of a masculine man. And, and you and I think you and I would probably both agree. There's a certain segment of each gender that's going to, you know, have a, um, a tendency towards I'm, I'm definitely, especially after <laughs> raising my daughters by myself for so long, I have more feminine tendencies than I used to. Um, but for the most part, I know a lot of great dudes that they might be a little more feminine, but they're still, the masculine man in the relationship, right? And I think what what you're speaking into is this raising up of this generation right now, especially with COVID and and all the different crap that's going on politically, uh, where they're like you said, the Me Too movement, where where dudes are kind of like, well, I don't, I don't know, I'm just not, I don't, I don't want to ask her out, right? And and so I'm, I'm, do you know if marriage numbers have been dropping? Marriage rates have cratered, birth rates have cratered, the sexes are at an all time low as as far as sort of again, I, I feel there's probably only two genders. I don't want to get into any drama here. That's kind of the no. way I see it. There's yeah. masculine and feminine. And with- it's just everything is confused. The yeah. world are confused. What I try to tell my my guys is the, the young men I work with is, yeah, there's toxic masculinity. There's really yeah. stuff that's inappropriate. Like, you know, the other night, Will Smith walking up and slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars and then nobody really saying anything like the emperor's new clothes something but then there's but on the other end of the spectrum there's this feminized masculinity and if I act more like a woman then I'll get sort of the 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 accolades or the 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 positive feedback or girls being in touch with your emotions yeah but but they don't and the middle ground for me is positive masculinity yes knowing when to be strong, knowing when to be heroic, knowing when to be sort of uh, in your in your masculine core and, and connected to that and owning that and not being ashamed of it. Yes. And, and then and 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 that's what I really feel like I want to model for my daughter and what I'm teaching these young men and their dads, because a lot of the dads yes, are brother. confused and they don't know how to act. The, the, the sort of energy has changed in the marriage and maybe the mom is dominating and she doesn't want to dominate, but the dad's gotten real soft and feminized. Oh, and, good. and then the son sees that and it enrages him. So then yeah. he acts out at school and then the parents go, oh, there's something wrong with him. Pretty yeah. much 50% or more of the time, parents will come to me and say, hey, can you help our son? I love it, dude. And I say, I yeah, it. sure. And I have a meeting with the son and we start working together. And then I say, okay, you know, to the parents, we need to have our meeting. And they're like, no, no, we're fine. Just, just focus on <laughs> it. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's yeah. uh, just what I'm kind of hearing and what I'm sensing. We need to talk. And they, they start to resist it. And I yes. say to them, look, you guys, there's no judgment here. I, I've made my mistakes. I'm a single dad half the month. I was with right. my ex-wife for 20 years and we're not together anymore we're, we're very close friends and and committed co-parents but we're not together but i'll say to them look i can do i can work with your son for the next five years but if you guys don't stop what you're doing in the home and start really looking at your dynamic and the what you're modeling for him what i'm going to do is not going to really Second, it's not going to work as good as it could. And I really press them on that. 
then they're like, okay, you're right. All right. And I'll start working with the dad, working with the mom. What's your relationship like? What's your romance like? You almost have to separate them, don't you? How are you guys interacting around the home? What was your childhood like, dad? How do you see that showing up in your relationship with mom and with your son? Mom, what was your childhood like? What were your formative experiences like? What was your relationship with your father like? You get it. And when we start to unpack that whole thing and and there's real uh commitment to just walking through the pain and 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 just getting it all out and and being honest with yourself that's when the real shift starts to happen and the whole family starts to change and there's tears and there's gratitude and you know i i posted on facebook a couple of weeks ago i think this this young man that i was uh working with i still talk to him once in a while but i, I worked very closely with him for about two years and right Stephen, it was a mess when we started and and I worked with him and the parents and this kid, it's like a miracle. He's completely turned around. He was suicidal, failing in school, overweight, the whole nine yards, couldn't talk to girls. And now two years later, he's like, ah, he's going to university in the fall. The parents are getting along better. It's just it, you know, that's what lights me up. It is, dude. I love it. And I can tell. I see your passion. I, yeah. I am. When I saw on your um, on your Facebook, um, uh, uh, your header. Right. And it said, let's show our young men uh, um, how to be the men we want them to be and, and show our young ladies what a, a, a real man should look like. You know, yeah. that's a really poor paraphrase. But. When I'm, when I'm I, the iconic male role model in my daughter's psyche. Yeah. You know, you, you know, the old saying, if you if your daughter's pole dancing someday, you, you failed as a father. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's be honest. So I cannot drop the ball here. That's right. You Amen. It, it's I'm the like, same. Yes. I'm going to make mistakes. I screw up all the time, but right. I, I, I am committed to being that, 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 that person in her life where she's where she will hold me in her psyche and 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 choose a man someday based on what I taught her, what I modeled for her, what I showed her. Not perfect, but but all the fundamentals down there. And and that's what I really help my the parents of my clients with and, and the moms too. I'm I'm like, look, if you're arguing with dad and you're pissed off and you guys aren't having sex and you're you, you know, he's feeling that. And yep. then he's going to go out and pick a woman because as we all know, we are opposite sex parent. We will go out there and we'll meet, we'll meet someone of the opposite sex because we want to work out that relationship. You see it. Daughters that were abandoned by their fathers pick men that will abandon them. Yep. Boys that were like messed with by their mothers or screwed or, you know, and all that stuff. They yep. pick a woman like that to try to work it out. My job is to sort of bring all that stuff to the surface. Let's really look at it and let's stop it. And let's Amen. not do it. Let's help you guys and this young man. That's so powerful. That's so yeah. powerful. So there's a dude that I, that we met, uh, Savion and I, uh, and, and some other people, uh, Jamie Brennan and John Finch did a program in Dallas called Father Us to Free. And it's Jamie's, uh, um, it's her calling, but she's really talking about the epidemic of, of, of whether 
the man is present or not, but emotionally not being present, not being available. Right. And, and I actually challenge guys all the time. I'm like, look, it's our freaking fault. We're the ones that give the power away to the teacher, to the wife, to the, you know, uh, 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 to the Sunday school teacher, to, to the, to a grandparent, to the babysitter, the nanny, whoever. And then we show up and we get pissed off because nobody's, uh, um, uh, um, respecting us or right. nobody's communicating with us. And I'm like, dude, you gave away all your power. And so what we, what we want to go back and do, and even within our weekend event that we do our live weekend event, that first night we go back and spend some time remembering about the preciousness, about the goodness, what happened when we originally, where it was father, daughter, father, son, or, or, or mother, uh, son, mother, daughter. And, and what I hear you saying is stripping away all of the BS that's kind of happened uh, in, in, in over time, but also experiential, right? Like stuff that's happened uh, that, that we brought into it. Uh, Joe Dispenza, when he talks about epigenetics, those, those genetic precursors that we turn on, that fight or flight response where we're in sympathetic and, um, and fight or flight or freeze, right? And so you by working through that stuff, you are absolutely making a stunning uh, difference. So this guy, John Finch, uh, wrote, has a, a beautiful movie. It's on YouTube and it's called The Father Effect. Um, totally, go check it out. Holy, go check it out, bro. It, it, it will, first of all, you're going to cry. Second of all, um, it is so powerful. John Finch, Father Effect, so powerful, so powerful. He talks about all of this stuff, by the way. Okay, get it. Yeah, go get your paper. Um, but, um, the reason why, um, and he, and he tells his story about his dad, right. And who he was. And when we truly get to this age that you and I are at, it, it is imperative on, on us, I believe to take a step back and look what our attachment was to our mom. Look what our attachment was to our dad and figure out what roles that place, right. Uh, what, what role that places in how we deal with not just our current relationships, but also what we're passing down to our kiddos. And so I'm saying that, you know, I tell the, I remind the parents all the time and you probably know this. My, my parents were therapists for years. When I was a teenager, they had marriage counseling weekends in our house. So I've been around this conversation a long time. And I remind couples that second marriages have higher divorce rates than first third marriages have even higher divorce rates and over 50% of couples report five years after divorce that they wish they hadn't divorced. As we know, God will keep bringing the same lesson around to you until you get it. And, and couples go, Oh, they realize I traded in one set of issues for another set of issues, but like we all know, no matter where you go, there I am. They didn't work on their issues. They blow up the family. The kids are all messed up. And obviously, I'm not saying there aren't reasons for divorce. Don't get me wrong. If there's abuse, addiction, all that stuff, I get it. But this thing, I, I saw this ad the other day, and you may have seen it it's some, I don't know what the product is, but uh, it's a it's a bride walking up the aisle and I think her it's her bridesmaid in front of her. And there's basically the, I'm paraphrasing, but the, the, the sort of conversation is, is don't worry if it doesn't work out, you can always leave it and it'll, yeah. it'll be fine. And it's yeah. like, what the F? It's yeah. like, come on, man, you, you gotta stop that. It, 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 this this sort of instant gratification it's if it's if it's you know if it's just not feeling good right yeah, now, it's I'm instant gratification plus a throwaway right like we it's the throwaway too it's like man i'll get another one 
It's I can, crazy, I think and, and men do it too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, well, we I'm not do. on women. That, that's a part of what we what we work on too when we do the retreat at the ranch is is tell people, you know, we're not in a throwaway world, but we've developed a throwaway society. And so I show them the old log homes that my great, great, great grandparents, you know, uh, cut by hand and, and the old trees that have died, like the natural process. We know there's a time for birth and time for death, right? There's a time for, for, for growth and a time of, of, of slowing down in the course of that. It's, it's, we want to present to um, mainly the young people so they can see it, but, but secondarily, like kind of like what you're doing, right? Not, not kind of exactly show the parents and say, look, if you don't take this home and you don't put it into action, I would say probably only 30% of the men and women that I work with actually take it home and put it into action just because it's hard it and is. it takes, takes effort. So let me, let me ask you a couple questions real quick. Sure. What do you think is the number one reason people are failing in their relationship with their sons these days? Um, because they're not involved in their son's lives. They're, they're, they're expecting society and the school and they're caught up in work and, and all their stuff. And, and I understand that there's, there's no blame, but you've really, especially dads, you've really got to be involved in your son's life. There, there's, there's the dad deprived boys and the dad enriched boys, as my colleague Warren Farrell says in, in his amazing book, The Boy Crisis. Yeah. There's a boy crisis out there. And, 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 and boys need older men. They need to be shown the way. There's half of the boys in the United States are being raised by single moms. Again, I'm not bashing single moms, but I want to be the guy. I'm starting group calls soon. I want to be the guy that can be that sort of older male positive role model figure in their life. Um, you've got to be hands-on. You've got to be involved. You've got to know who he's hanging out with, what's going on with school. Is he involved in sports? And if he resists that, you, you, you know, you don't have to scream and yell. You, you, you have to do it with lead with love, lead with your heart. Hey, I care. Hey, I care. There's a great book. I'm blanking on the name. Um, keep your kids close. Um, and, uh, it, it, it's like they the outcomes they have are always better when you're involved. Yes. You've got yes. to be involved. And, Love it. and it's just uh, it, it's just the most important thing. It they, is, bro. They that there's there's no um, no kid has ever told me, God, I wish my father got more promotions at work mm -hmm. or. No, no father has ever told me, wow, I miss, wish my dad had made more money. They yeah, all yeah. say, I wish my dad had spent more time with me. I and and the, 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 the real thing, just to answer your question a little bit further, the, the real thing that's the sort of where the rubber meets the road with that, that I tell dads and moms, but dads more so, your son has to feel you. He has to feel you. If, good, if you're man. just in the room with him, but you're watching sports and you're not really connecting, that's not as good. He's really got to feel you. Take the mask off. Share with him what's going on with you, your hopes and dreams, your issues and all that. They, they, they really want to feel your heart and, and feel connected to you. And, and that's when the boys really start to turn around. Dude, I love that. That is so powerful. Take the mask off, share your hopes and dreams, 
son, uh, uh, get them to feel you. So, so I have like, for me, I've found, um, if we're in the house and kids are doing homework and chores and, and stuff, even then it's really hard to, to kind of like, you remember how a two or three year old grabs their mom or dad's face and say, Hey, mommy, look at me. Hey, daddy, look at me. So, so now I feel like I'm trying to do that. Like, Hey, you know, and they're like, no, no, I'm good, dad. I got it. You know? And they're, they're like, I'll go do the chore. I'll go do this. So, so for me, I really have to grab them one-on-one and just spend some quality time, like one-on-one time with them. And, and it's still something like it's a weekly concern because we got volleyball and, and track and cheer and different things. And, and so for me, I've found like, I need to pull one of them away. And it's almost like after 30 or 45 minutes of just being in each other's presence. And I don't, I, I don't drive the narrative. I'm just kind of like hanging out, like whatever they want to talk about. If they don't, it's quiet. Sometimes just being there, but then I've found that they will start to kind of bubble up. Right. And then some of those things like, so really how is school, you know, but it, it's almost like the other stuff has to fall away for a little bit. Do you have a tool or something specific that, that you would tell some parents that are watching this, whether it's a mother or a father that's got a, a, a teenage boy or somebody that's maybe in their 20s that's struggling with self-esteem or self-identity that you would say, hey, man, here's something you can do to pour into them on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that would improve their relationship? I do. Sorry, I, I do. And obviously, there's a lot of things and whatever I say, someone could say something different, you and I know, and we could talk about this for hours. But I will say, based on having done this for 11 years, and, and been involved in addiction treatment for God, 25. Mm-hmm. Um, it's spending time with your son or, or your daughter. It's you've got to spend time. Parents talk about wanting to have all these like magical moments and these vulnerable moments and where their kid opens up to them and there's this connection and, and tears or laughter, or whatever. That only comes by spending time. You've got to put the time in. Children will open up and show you who they really are when you just have unstructured time. I just spend unstructured time with my daughter all the time, always. We'll go on a little hike. We go on a walk with her little dog. We'll go do, and it's like, that's where those magic moments happen. It's not something you can schedule. They don't work that way. (laughs) Yeah, have events, have things to do, but also try to just have unstructured time around them, around the house or taking a walk together or a hike or, or a bike ride or whatever, because that's where they will really start to open up to you and, and, and give you a window into who they really are and what they're really struggling with. Dude, I love that. I love that. I'm, and, uh, you know, I'm thinking about it um, and, and I'm going to ask you the question, do you, so let's say a parent child, the, the kid is um, uh, involved in different athletics, right? And the parent's kind of hard charging on it. Um, so one of the things I found was when I would work out or do something with them that sometimes they were trying to still prove themselves. And so in the unstructured time, I would encourage, like, make it be something where there's no, uh, there's nothing to prove. Like you said, a hike, a walk, uh, like if it's just me and one of the daughters and we're shooting some hoops, right. It's no big deal. We're just having fun. Right. But if once the moment one other sister comes in, <laughs> there's a competition, you know, 
And, 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 and so I love what you said, hike, walk, just hanging out. Um, you're actually challenging me right now. I'm like, shit, like I really need to focus on more unstructured time. Like sometimes typically for us, it's about 15 minutes to the ranch. So we'll get in the truck and, and go and do there. But I still have, when we get there, we either putting out hay or we're doing something uh, uh, for yeah, the cow. About, sorry to interrupt. There's something about sports that you just said that I think might be great for the listeners. Um, if you haven't heard of the movie Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner, um, I'm sure you have. I'm sure our listeners have. I actually auditioned for that movie. The uh, the director, um, Phil, uh, Phil Alden Robinson, directed me in my first movie, In the Mood. And uh, <clears throat> I, I didn't get it. Anyway, I, I don't want to make this about me. But in that movie, the scene that all men all fathers and sons cry about is when Kevin Costner's having a catch with his dad yeah. in this on the baseball field and, and grown men are just sobbing, you know, and, and sons, because it, it, it hits this core in all of us, all men, all sons fought that, that wanting to connect with our dad, doing something just very simple like that and feeling each other's energy and all that. And um, I think that's why that movie is just still still so popular because the the theme of that movie I I think among others is, is that is that timeless father son connection and and Kevin Costner's character in the movie has that sort of father hole if you will and that's what drives him to sort of want to seek out the James Earl Jones character and and then it comes full circle with the with the playing catch with his dad, you know, in this fantasy, if you will, but it doesn't have to be fantasy. You know, right. if your dad out there listening and you've got a, a son young or old or whatever, it's, you're both here. There's still time, you know, we, we can, we, we have to forget about the past and be in today. So many people hold on to all their mistakes from the past and beat themselves up. And, and it, it's, it's all over. You're choosing to hold on to it. Really? People don't want to hear that. And it really upsets them. And I didn't want to hear it for years, but it's like everything that happened in the past is over. The That's only right. reason why you're thinking about it is because you're doing that, you know, get in the present, forgive yourself, forgive others and start to do the right thing. Dude, dude, I love that. And that's, you know, originally I was really just going to push in to work with fathers. Um, but as I was doing this, there's so many single moms. I have so many women come up and go, why can't I have a mother, son or mother, daughter retreat? And I'm like, you know, camp out. I'm like, you can. And so as I was pushing into this and seeing, and Jill and I were both single parents. And now we kind of have this blended family thing. Um, it's so important for that. And that leads me <laughs> to, to a question. So there's going to be some uh, single moms out there, right? where the dad's either not involved or, or, or whatever, we'll say whatever the situation is, or they're involved uh, lightly or it's superficial. What, what advice would you give to a single mom that's got a, that has a son um, that is um, we'll say needs some guidance and direction or she wants, let's just say she wants to give a, a masculine presence in his life. Well, it's going to sound, like I'm promoting myself or whatever, but you've Good. got to get him involved with someone like me. You've yeah. got to get him involved with some situation, some group, the church where he can be around men where he, and, and other boys, because 
that for, for me, the young men I work with, they have their interaction with me. They have their group call where they see me working with other boys and then they're learning lessons from that. And then I'm working with their dad and all that. And, and I do work with single moms and I encourage them to get their son around other boys try to get him involved in sports where there's good coaches and, 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 and positive male role models. Um, but, but, but again, it, for, for someone like me, it's usually sort of to go in there and sort of help them clean everything up. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I find myself, um, if, if somebody's asking me, say I'm not around and I can't help or can't work with somebody, I find them, I find myself telling parents, Find somebody that has done that clearing, that has done that 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 cleaning exercise, right? That that ho'oponopono aspect of of clearing and cleaning and forgiveness and grace and and love and 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 then you combine that with um, the in, in the healing aspect with shining a light. Or I think you said working through your shit earlier, but we, we, we use a, a nasty term called sitting in your shit, which what happens when somebody poops their pants, we want to clean it up right away. And we're like, no, let's just stay in a yucky place for a minute and look at it, like figure out what is going on. Right. Cause if you'll sit there and figure it out, we always want to move away from the pain. That's a natural fight or flight response. And we want to get away from it. And that's where we suppress or push down all those old emotions and feelings. And we, and as parents, we never really truly deal with how my mom treated me or how my dad treated me. And then, like you said, with the, it's just a generational progression. That is, I think it's at epi epidemic levels. And I think with society and, and, and social media and, and how some of the big social media people promote it, I think it's going to get fucking worse and worse and worse. It is. And, and, and what you just said was, was right on and, and brilliant. And, and to take that a step further, boys, as we know, are sort of in their hind brain and their mental firmware, they want to be heroic. Yes. They want to be challenged. They want like they want to push the envelope. <clears throat> they want to defy authority. They want to do crazy shit. That's why they like the jackass movies and all that. <laughs> That's but, right. But what they will also do to be that hero, and this is really important. <clears throat> Got a, something in my throat. Um, what's really important for the parents to understand is that to be a hero, this is all unconscious too. They're not consciously aware of this. The boy will try to hold the parent's shame. Yeah. Boy will try to hold dad's shame or take on dad's shame to get dad's love. It's all happening unconsciously because dad hasn't worked his stuff out, but the kid is feeling it. And it's the same with the mom. They will try to hold the mother's pain or her shame in some heroic fashion. And it becomes this sort of like surrogate spouse type thing. And it's, it's really, it, it gets really messy. And, and part of my work, uh, is to get in there and really help the parents see this because once that stuff is released and there's this forgiveness and there's this letting go of the past on the part of the parents, then they can model that behavior for the boy because yes. they're, 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 remember, uh, you know, I, I tell my clients all, and you obviously know this, you're a parent, they're not even hearing what you're saying. <laughs> they're just watching you so closely. Yes. My 15 year old, you know, the average 
woman, I think, talks 25 words, 25,000 words a day, the average man, 10,000. She's talking. She's not even hearing what I'm saying, but she's watching me really closely. You Amen. Know, and she's feeling me. Yes, so yes. I have to have, I have to be on my game. I have to like make sure that I'm showing up without any crap in the way. Amen. Amen. We have a saying of said, show me your results and, 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 and I'll, I'll be able to look and tell you what your intentions were. Right. And that's what, what I hear you saying is, is I have to be intentional. I have to have integrity. I choose to do it. I get to do it. I don't have to do anything. Right. But I get to, to, to step into those roles of high intention, high integrity. And as that starts to happen, then, then those ties that bind can be released slowly. Um, I, I, I still, and I'm hearing all of this and, and, and just, I know in our own coaching program, so much of it comes back to that basis of, of the parent, uh, yeah, of the parent, you know, uh, we can, we can help with this, but if the kid has no safe place to go, you know, and, and that's what your group does. So, so tell us real quick, um, dude, I, man, I want to ask you like 30 more questions. And so I might just have to beg you to come back and let's do this again sometime and really I would love it, Steven, really let's go do it. deeper. Um, so tell me real quick, uh, tell us if somebody says, you know what, I want to work with Tom, or I want to, I want to investigate uh, more about what he's doing in his community. Where do they find you? They can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Tom Bresnahan and empoweringyoungmen.net. That's my website. It, it is being revamped right now. We're doing okay. a whole kind of, you know, new thing here, uh, yeah. empoweringyoungmen.net. And then obviously Tom Bresnahan on uh, Facebook. So yeah. uh, they can direct message me. It's, it's real easy to get. A hold yeah. Of. And, and, and um, you're very responsive. I appreciate that about you. Oh, especially. Yeah. I, 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 that's how I mostly connect with people through social media, jump on a phone call, see if I can help them and their son. And, and we go from there. I um, love it. But, but no matter what, as, as you are doing in your great work too is is get help get yeah. help it, it's 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 really difficult out there for young people um they're they're the, the millennial generation the 25 to 40 years old or 26 to 41 now yeah. Yeah. they're they are not moving out of the house getting married forming families buying homes yeah. it, it's the it's the lowest of any generation in history since they've started to record it this yeah. sort of growing up where everyone wins a participation trophy and, and again it's not their fault it, it's it's the parents fault that's right and, and, it's and us. So we need to really help them you, that's, you know, right. There's, that's right there's 75 million or more 78 million millennials but we, we, we've got to wow. help them. They're going to be running the show Dude. in the next five to 10 years. And uh, we've really got to support them. And then yes. the Zoomers, the, the 10 to 25 year olds are right behind them. You know, my daughter's in that generation. There's 63 yeah. million of them, I think. So it's, um, there's, a, there's a real sort of, I think, fork in the road that we are at as a culture. Yeah about which direction we're going to head in. And um, I, I just want to be part of, uh, uh, of the, the positive That's uh, right. change and, and support for people. Well, you're definitely elevating 
not just the discussion, but more importantly, the energy on the planet of, of what this is about. And you and I obviously uh, got to connect through Bear and, and, and what he's doing, and he's all about that. And, but the, the reality is, is that we can take that and we can talk, but you and I are about putting it into action right now. And, and I love that. Uh, like I said, I want to ask you a hundred more questions, um, but we'll just have to commit to coming back together and, and talking more. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about what we do with our camping, our retreat experience. And dude, I would, so my goal, my, my moonshot is 20 million people, right? And so I would love to come out there your way. You know, I've got most of the equipment and all that stuff. And, and, and to, uh, to just sync up, hook up with you sometime at some point um, or vice versa. Bring you I, out I would speed. love that. I would love that. There, there's a real synergy here. And, and, and um, I would love that. I, 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 I'm going to be doing my first live event. I'm setting that up now this summer nice. for, for boys to come with their dads or oh. and we're, we're going to have, <clears throat> we're going to, you know, sort of have the boys alone, the parents yeah. alone, and then them all together. And uh, we're, we're just, we're still working it out, uh, looking for a, a location and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Um, Dude, if, if, Hey, if, 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 if possible, I'd love to just come and support you. I'd love to be there for that. I'd, I'd love to just be a part of what is, what is going on one-on-one. I think there's nothing better. You and I are doing this via zoom as uh, obviously, but I think when we get together, man, and we sync up in person and feel that energy. I know in my live events with my uh, parent child that we're doing, dude it is so freaking powerful. I love it. And then, and it's, and it's crazy. Cause you got these 10, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 year old girls uh, and boys. And when you say, okay, go sit over there by yourself for 20 minutes and just journal about what you see or what you hear or pay attention to mindfulness practice, simple thing. They just go do it. Cause you know why they don't have the other distraction, right? They don't have. And, and, and so it, and peer pressure, it's what everybody else is doing. And so I, I, I just have some, beautiful- well, I want to come to one of your events too. So let's definitely make that happen. Let's do it. Uh, Let's do it. Support you and and bring Scarlett, my daughter. Uh, yes, dude. That would be amazing. T- tell me those dates again, April. So April 28th and 29th, and then May 1st. It's that weekend. We'll Got show it. up on a Friday, like around two o'clock. Um, okay. And if you guys come in, like if you came in the night before, you know, uh, we got, we have a large house here with all the kids. We've got a place for you to stay and we could just yeah, let me see it. what's going on with her. Yeah. You know, she's got all you. You obviously know you have. Got, I do know. Got I do all know. her activities and drama and it's yeah. so her her drama class, not drama. Um, <laughs> doing a play at school and all that stuff. So all that's awesome. You get it. I love it. I love it. Well, that's another thing we talk about is 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 uh, how the arts and theater arts could could help with a lot of this stuff in the school system, right? Especially here in Texas, there's so many good things. I love sports. I played sports. I think it's good in so many ways, but uh, there's, man, the arts can really teach some things. I'm going to stop talking because uh, uh, I, I could just go on and on with you. So brother, one last question for you. Um, as you are on this journey, right? You're a dad, you're in the middle of it, just like I am, right? You're obviously been helping others for many years, right? For many years, um, you have uh, uh, this organization that you have started. Uh, you have a framework within, within it. You have people that you're working with that are helping. When you take your dirt nap, when it's done, 
what is the legacy that you want to feel passionate about what we do yeah what is the legacy that you want to leave for your daughter it's beautiful buddy you know your emotion i i can feel how much you care and and i care the same way and and that's a great question legacy um that's part of the reason why i'm i'm doing what i'm doing because i have for the last 10 or so years been that sort of guy in the office or on zoom one-on-one -on -one. and what i've felt is that yes i've done good work i've probably you know helped a couple hundred kids in their families over the last 10 years or more but how can i make how can i have more impact how can i help more people how can i and that's why i'm really want to scale this thing now and i'm trying to push out and, and build a company and have people working with me and everything because there's such a need for it and and my legacy i i, I just want scarlet and my grandkids hopefully um to know that dad and you know grandpa he, he really cared it, it wasn't just about him and right. how much material things he could accumulate and his ego and all his stuff he he really cared about serving you humanity making the world a better place in my own little way you know and and that's they we all know that people on their deathbed never think about they wish they guys never wish they spent more time at the office wish they had made more money wish they owned more houses wish they to they they wish they had spent more time with their children more time with family more time with their wife and uh so that, that's the legacy I want to leave for her. And, and then the last thing, and this is really true for all of us to remember, is, is, is to overcome your story, overcome your narrative. I, I, my parents have been married 60 years, and they both had crazy childhoods. That, that My grandparents came over from Ireland, dirt poor, and they had to overcome their crazy childhoods. They got married and they did some, you know, messed up stuff when we were young, but they changed, they worked through it. They got help. My dad got sober. And, and I've, I've had this front row seat. I'm the oldest of five kids. I've had this front row seat to this six decade journey and all these ups and downs. They're still together. They're in love. They're this cool little couple. They're 89 and 82. And so all the parents out there, trust me, my parents made a lot of crazy mistakes when they were younger. Yeah. You can overcome anything. You can undo it. You can heal from it. There's nothing that you can't overcome. And, and when you do that, the impact that it's going to have on your children, I know for my brother, myself and my three sisters and my parents, 10 grandchildren, you know, talking about legacy, dude. Their legacy of this six decade marriage of all the people they've helped of their children, of their grandchildren, of their son-in-laws, of their daughter-in-laws. That's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And, and there's no point. <clears throat> this is the real, this is the real thing here. There's no point where, Oh my God, it's all ruined. And there's no chance for that. If you're still breathing, if you're still around, if your son or daughter, no matter how old they are, you can start today. You can start doing something different and, and start working on that legacy for yourself. Preach it. Preach it. 
Well, you and I, next time we get together, we're going to spend, you know, a third or half talking about what you did to get your mind and heart and, 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 and head right and set and what you do on a daily basis. And, and I can share what I do with mine too, but um, it's, it's, um, that's, that's what it was for me. I finally got tired of my shit and said, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to sit in this negativity anymore. Uh, and I had to take complete ownership. Right. And, uh, and, and, and I suspect somewhere down the line you did too. Dude, thank you so much. You just blessed my heart and my soul. What a glorious, glorious time. Like, like what a phenomenal fucking time. Likewise, to buddy. I, I can feel your heart coming through the screen here. <laughs> I just, it's just amazing. It's so grateful to connect with you. I, I look forward to talking again and, and being at each other's events and supporting yes. each other here. It's a, it's a, it's a big mission out there. And, and I, I know how committed we both are. Amen. 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 Bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a good day. And, and if you need me for anything, you know, you got some, some crazy father daughter thing going on. You, you know, you got, you got somebody in your corner. My man. I'm going to take you up on that, buddy. <laughs> Thank you so much. You Bless have you. a great weekend too. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bless you. Thank you again. Bye-bye.